everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. This is the fourth or fifth time now I've tried to record this, and it just, I've had some distractions and things, but it's okay. Um, welcome back, you guys. Uh, it's so weird because I was, uh, earlier this week, I was like, I feel like I haven't done my podcast in like two and a half weeks so weird i just feel like i haven't done it forever so i was just super excited to kind of dive into this today um and uh yeah so as you can see uh you know we've been going over the book of proverbs you guys and it's just been so good i love it i know some of these verses are just simple but it's the word of god and um you know as of right now i think there are a lot of people, especially on social media, which I'm probably going to get off of in the next week, honestly. Um, I think the Lord wants me to get back off of it, but it's just that there's so many opinions running around out there, you guys. And we need to be stewards of guarding our hearts. And when we start to do that, the enemy can trigger insecurity and shame. And then we go right back to those things. And this is where we just need to say, Lord, your word says you carry all wisdom, that your wisdom has no limit. So show me new things. Open my eyes. Uh, some of you guys, I have a friend of mine uh, named Andreas. And Andreas, if you're listening to this, I'm so incredibly grateful for you to be in my life. You are the righteousness, righteousness of God in Christ. All of you guys are. And uh, anyway, Andreas called me a couple weeks ago. I have some water here. I've kind of had a headache since last night, so just bear with me, guys. Um, he's talked to me about humility, and he said, Josiah, it's something I really see in you. He said, and he just asked me, how do you keep yourself in a place of humility? And I gave him a list of things, and he wanted me to write it all down and send it to him. Now, I say those things humbly, you guys. I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that pridefully. Um, but I pretty much wrote down everything he wanted me to write down and then send it to him. And then I said to him, Andreas, I think you just gave me my next message for my podcast. And so now we're going to talk about the beauty of humility. So um, a lot of scripture, the fear of the Lord is a big thing that can uh, have to do with humility. Um, so we're going to dive in here, guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I wrote everything down and I was like, I think I'll just use this for my next episode. And there's so much scripture, you guys, that talks about humility that can convict our pride. And that's where Christ tells us to die to ourselves to that and walk into what he wants because it's the best for us because he carries all wisdom. So a lot of us think that people that talk a lot and know a lot about things are people who are actually smart and wise. And if you guys have really been paying attention to our proverb studies lately, you should say that's not true according to what scripture says. So um, I want to pray Paul's prayer over you. And then we're going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play a worship song for you guys. I'm going to play kind of a calm, relaxing one just because my brother's still asleep and my dad just got home. But let me let me pray this prayer over you. It's a prayer that I've been praying over myself and over the body of Christ um, in my moments of quiet with the Lord. Um, here it is. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Take So friends, take a firm stand. Put your feet on the ground and your head high. Keep a tight grip on what you have been taught. 
whether in personal conversation or by a letter. May Jesus himself and God our Father, who reached out in love and surprised you with gifts and unending help and confidence, put a fresh heart in you to invigorate your work and enliven your speech. I I just love that prayer. Every time I pray it, I just, I feel the grace of God. I feel his favor. I feel him lifting me up. We see so much encouragement in Paul's uh, letters and, um, it's what we need. Encouragement's good. We need to be, we need to be okay with being told what to do because there's a lot of alleyways to pride, but there's also a lot of alleyways to humility and, uh, we have to know what's what. So let's open in worship, you guys. Trying to find the right song here. I don't know which one I want to play. Hang on a sec. Let's do this one. I get lost inside this wonder Cause there's so much to discover i 
song thank you for joining me in that you guys is beautiful song that song is called closer to your heart by carrie job so if you want to add that go ahead and search it up and check it out um the song playing right now if you want to know is called enter in by nathaniel co that's c-o-e the third um, it's a, it's an instrumental song i recently found and man i like it so i added it the verse of the date today, I'm not sure if I shared it, but let me just do it anyway. If I didn't, I can't really remember because I've tried to record this episode like five times now, but it's fine. It's Jeremiah 17.10. Uh, we know Jeremiah 17.9 where it talks about the heart being wickedly evil and deceitful. Now, I did do a message on that verse here on my podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a, um... It's a later, it's it's one of my first beginning messages. So um, I believe, this is my own personal conviction, I could be wrong. I have to continue to keep my place, keep my heart in a place of humility, of willing to be wrong and corrected. But I believe that verse is for unbelievers according to two scriptures that I do keep in context. So go check it out if you want. But Jeremiah 17.10 says, But I, God search the heart and examine the mind i get to the heart of the human i get to the root of things and i love this part where he says i treat them as they really are not as they pretend to be i love it i love that verse that's uh, i read that's that's the uh the i just read that out of the message version so um yeah let's dive into today's message about understanding humility here it is. It wants to load here. All right. So I started learning about humility in 2020. All my life, I was starting, I was always willing to be corrected about things, but later on, I learned so much and got really arrogant. The Lord wanted to correct me even more. I was so puffed up with pride bitter and, and bitterness and bitterness. So he took me into his refiner's fire, not out of punishment. God doesn't punish his children. He disciplines them. Other versions talk about him chastising his children. He did it because he loves me. He wants the best for me and you. All I can say is this. I would consider being ready to repent from every arrogant way you might have in your heart because we all have them. I know I do. Psalm 147 verse 5 in the NIV version says, which is the, uh, um, it's a joke, but people, people interpret it as the never incorrect version. 
This verse says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. In the New American Standard Version, it says, Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. This is probably my personal favorite. The message version says in this verse, Our Lord is great with limitless strength. We'll never comprehend what he knows and does. Mmm. Love that. Um, I found that verse. uh, Some of you guys might know the NFL receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. DK Metcalf, I found uh, this verse on, he posts Bible verses on his story and it's really cool. Um, And I found this verse on his story and I was like, wow, that's an incredible verse. So I've just taken it with me. I'm just drinking some water because I've had a headache since last night. I've been taking some Tylenol and obviously praying, but I got some ice, ice as well. Okay. If what David says that God's understanding is infinite or that the understanding of it has no limit, we have to acknowledge that. How do we do that? By being okay with our confusion, being content with it. When we get into our own heads and try to understand every... Sorry, let me restart that. How do we do that? By being okay with our conf- our confusion when we get into our own heads and try and understand everything. We must learn about humility in our confusion, being okay with not knowing everything. Look at the story of Job. He thought the story of Job, sorry, that's in the Old Testament. Um, he thought he knew everything. He, can, he was continued to get told all these opinions uh, from his friends about what was going on in his life. He was going after man's opinion, not God's. In the end, God told Job, you thought you knew everything? Sit down, let's talk, and I want some straight answers since you know everything, Job. God then rejects two out of the three friends um, in, in their opinions of why, of why the stuff was happening in Job's life. The third... The third one, the third friend, God did not throw out his opinion away. So let me let me so let me let me restate that. There's three friends that Job has in his life when all these trials are going on. Each each one of them have their own opinion about what's going on in his life. When God comes to Job, it says that he came to him in the eye of a storm, and it's really cool because in Hebrews it says that God is a tempest, which is really interesting. But um, basically. God confronts Job and God only calls out two of his friends and says they don't know what they're talking about. The other guy, God does not call out. Now, it's not me assuming that God is saying that he was right. It probably does. God has to call out what's right and what's wrong. He's a God of justice. But it's so interesting. The third guy, God does not call out. He doesn't say to Job that he's wrong. We tend to go through trials like Job did. At first, if you read at first in the beginning of the book, Job humbles himself and acknowledges the trials that hit him out of nowhere. Now, uh, you can see that uh, early on he says, uh, this is after everything is taken away from him. And he goes, God gives 
and God takes. Let his name be forever blessed. Now that is before his three friends come into his life and start shooting other opinions. But when his friends first came into play, they were silent for the first seven days, you guys. They sat there for seven days, not saying a word. I'm thinking to myself and I'm going, oh my gosh, their mental health was probably at the depths of hell. So at first, God, uh, Job acknowledges the trials and he humbles himself before the Lord. Then his friends come in and Job starts to get arrogant. He starts to hang on to these people's opinions. Some of them he disagrees with, but Job is still getting arrogant. We sometimes start in the right spot then something else comes and it's a distraction. We then fall into arrogance and pride. Now I have seen God use my arrogance and pride for good through his refiner's fire. That's one of the ways he's used it for good. There's many other ways, but anyway, if I wouldn't have been so proudful, the, pro the refining fire wouldn't have been so painful, but that's okay. All of it was worth it because he was faithful. I hope that kind of makes sense right there, you guys. I really hope it does. Um, if you have any questions, if you are a Spotify listener, um, I, I, I don't think I can get it on Apple Podcast. I'll see if I can figure it out. But I do know on, um, on what am I trying to say? Um, on Spotify, there was a question posted below if you'd like to answer it. Um, and you know what? If you are afraid about like, oh, what are people going to say? Your name is going to be kept secret. I'm just going to read the question by itself, so don't worry about that. Isaiah 66, verses 1 through 2. Out of the NASB version, this is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is the footstool for my feet. Where then is a house you could build for me, and where is a place that I may rest? Excuse me, verse 2. For my hand made all these things. So all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But I will look to this one, the one who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. Now the part where it says, and who trembles at my word, other versions say, those who reverently respond to my commands. God says in this verse, sorry, God says in verse one about where God lives. Then he goes on to say what he looks for on the earth. One who is humble, contrite in spirit, which means godly sorrow or the crushed in spirit. And the trembles at my heart, I think is talking about the fear of the Lord. I can say from my experience, once I started praying for God to humble me in new ways, man, it got painful. But then you go deeper and deeper and you learn more about intimacy with the Lord, growing in wisdom. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a, a plethora of amazing things. If you want to know the song that's playing right now, it's called Emmanuel by Waldner Worship. James 4.10. Uh, this is a personal verse that I just love. Out of the NASB, it says, Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. In the Amplified Version, which is a version that Joyce Meyer tends to use a lot, and it's a great version, it says, 
humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Now the message version is the one that's like really like, oof, oh my gosh. It says, get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get back on your feet. Now, I have a website here. Uh, the Blue, uh, some of you guys know a website called Blue Letter Bible. Um, what? Okay, so I'm looking up the Greek here. Now, okay, you guys have, I, I have said in the past that the Lord has kind of, he's, he's given me um, different times I can use Greek, different times I can't. But in this way, I did hear the Lord say that I can use this. But anyway, um... The word, I think I'm looking up the word humble right here. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna play the Greek word for the word humble real quick. I'm gonna turn it up a little bit. Strong's G five thousand thirteen. Tapai 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 Okay. Now here's the definition for the word humble uh, in the Greek. It is to make low, bring low, uh, to reduce to a plane. Um, it's it just it's just kind of you know it says that Jesus in, in Ephesians it says that Jesus had to. What was it? Um, it's not coming to my mind. It's somewhere anyway. Okay, anyway, so that's that's what that word humble means. Tepainao is the Greek word, and it means to make low, to bring low, to re, uh, reduce to a plane. Um, another thing is um, to bring into a humble condition, reduce to meaner circumstances. So um, let's go on here. I can say that all the moments I humbled myself before the Lord... Man, he never let up on lifting me up and just blessing me. I'm telling you, you guys, giving me more and more grace, more and more favor, more and more honor. In the same chapter, you guys, in James 4, it says it's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. Uh, but God gives grace to the willing humble. I think that willing is the key word right there, is that we have to be willing to be humble. Um, so that's really interesting too. Here are some other scriptures that talk about humility. Now these verses, I'm not sure. Some, some of them I have, so, some of them I know which versions they are. Some of them I don't. I'll just read it off. Isaiah 2.12 um, it says, the Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humbled. Proverbs 28, 26 in the NA, uh, New American Standard Bible Version. One who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but one who walks wisely will flee to safety. The Passion Translation in that verse says, self-confident know-it-alls will prove to be fools. They'll prove it, you guys. It's like it's saying it's a row they're already going to go down towards. 
but when you lean on the wisdom from above. Now, why does it say from above? Because Psalm 147 says that God carries all wisdom. It all comes from him. When you, when you lean on the wisdom from above, you will make a way to escape the troubles of your own making. Wow. Now, I know uh, somewhere in James it talks about... Um, no, that verse is vague in my mind. Anyway, okay. Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Proverbs 11.2. 11, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Oh my gosh, you guys. I mean, just that part right there. What? Yeah, dude. What? Thanks. Um, thanks. Sorry, guys. My dad just brought me some food. Um, so, okay. Um, let's see where I. Sorry, I'm trying to remember where I was. Um, but with humility comes wisdom. We've got to be willing to say, Lord, correct me in my ways. Where am I wrong? We have got to stop being so arrogant. We've got to. We're in church and we hear things that doesn't poke us right. I, I, I get that. But, like, in your strongest convictions, you guys, I'm telling you, I look at the ways where I thought I was so right about so many things. I'm telling you, and I was wrong about a lot of stuff. So it's just, I'm telling you, I, I only want to set you up for success. Proverbs 13, 10, where there is strife, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. A lot of you guys might know this guy who is a TikTok enthusiast. That's the right word. He's a Christian, but his name is Grayson. Uh, Grayson. Sorry, Grayson Bearden. I think I said his name right. Grayson, if there's any chance you listen to this, any chance. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. But my point is, there's something that uh, he put on his Instagram uh, a little while ago. He said, don't take advice from people who don't receive advice. I was like, man, that is good. I love that. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. It's almost saying like it, what, what, what the heart is full of, the mouth speaks. What you're feeding your heart, it's going gonna, it, it's gonna to come out. I did a message a little while ago on my podcast. Let me, um, it was, let me find it real quick. Mental health, prophetic words. Um, let's see. Finding God's peace. Um, I think it's more up here, actually. How to trust the Lord. Part one of understanding First John one nine. Um, it's gonna be more down here. I have to find it, you guys. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Oh, okay. It was my. It was my. Let's see. 
10, 11. It was like my 11th or 12th episode about what are you feeding your heart? So I, you know, it's, I mean, it, that, that, that's it. That's it. Last two verses, Psalm 10, 4. In the pride, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there are no room for God. You know, sometimes our hearts can be so far from God, but he is always with us. Psalm 138, verse 6. Though the Lord is exalted, he looks kindly on the lowly. Though loftily, he sees them from afar. Hmm. I think the first step in learning humility is asking for the fear of the Lord to have reverence, respect, wonder, and awe when you think of him and worship him or, I mean, whatever. The Bible also talks about those who fear the Lord, that he will trust them with his secrets. Psalm 25, 14. The other week I was in my bed and I thought of the fear of the Lord come to my mind. I just thought about it, about the subject. I had realized in that moment that I hadn't felt it in a little while and I got insecure in that moment. I talked to the Lord about it and I can't express what I felt in that moment. But it was almost like a time lapse. I know that may not make sense. Um, as if my hearing went completely deaf. Not even hearing that tiny little ringing noise that you hear in your ear when everything is completely silent. I felt like I was out of my body for maybe half a second and then I was thrown back into my body and gently heard in my heart, sometimes that's only for a season. What do we read in Ecclesiastes 3? There's a season for everything. After that, I felt calm and settled after that. Here are some ways I am, I personally am learning about humility right now. I've got five of them. So number one, slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. James 1.19. Number two, number two, being careful when giving wisdom to someone about a conversation we're having, not getting prideful and thinking that I know everything. Number three, when I think when I have a day of refinement, when my character defects go into trigger mode, I go back down to my knees and have secret quiet time with the Lord. I sit and listen, knowing he loves me and sees my heart, that he is changing my character in these moments, hanging on to Galatians 6, 9 and James 1, 2 through 4. Number four, I guess I can just read those verses really quick. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not be wary of doing good, for that at the proper time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Um, and James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy. Now, that Greek word for the word joy, I don't know the Greek word, but the definition is to have gladness. My brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. This is the NIV version. So was the last verse. Um, the last, the Galatians 6 9 was in the NIV version. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. And again, that's why we hang on to Romans 8.28, that he's working everything for good, that God is, I mean, that ties in with that. So, um, 
Number four, not getting offended easily, letting go of my expectations of people and repenting from pride. And number five, doing Galatians 6.1. You guys, I've stated this verse many times and I love this verse. Um, it's a great verse. Not that there's a bad verse in the Bible, but I just, I personally love this verse. When someone falls into sin, you who are led by the Spirit, Paul's talking about people who are believers strictly. When doing Galatians 6.1, when I need to, whether in secret or in person, Paul says, restore them in a spirit of gentleness, not having a sense of self-righteousness in yourself. Um, now, what I mean by whether in secret or in person, I did make a small statement on uh, a revelation that I got on Galatians 6.1 a little while ago. I talked about it for like two minutes on one episode, but here's what I mean by that. One day, now this was when I was in California. In California, there's a very small mall. Um, where I was in California, I was in a little city called Eureka. Um, anyway, I was at a I was at a mall, and I had seen someone uh, to say a cuss word, and immediately I hear the Holy Spirit say, "Restore them gently," and I go, I go, I, I go, oh my gosh! I mean, I was just like, that is so amazing. So I did it. I restore them gently. I said, Lord, I restore them gently. Now, some of you guys might go, well, how do you know they're a believer? Again, you guys, I'm telling you, I've struggled with those thoughts when the Holy Spirit speaks to me. If you read early on in Acts, when the Holy Spirit is moving through Stephen and Paul and, and Apollos, I, I think that's what it was. The Holy Spirit said, do this and don't ask any questions. I'm sorry, but we cannot get arrogant and think, oh, well, now, a lot of the times that can be the enemy getting on our head in secret. And that's where we just need to say, Lord, that, that, that's, that's why that prayer of, Lord, open my eyes is so key. If he tells you to do something, I just, gosh. I have a very hard time having a soft heart towards those people. And maybe that's wrong. And if it is, then... I mean, fine. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll grow in more humility and learn how to stop doing that. A lot of the times we put them in a box. I mean, Paul was healing people with a handkerchief. A hanker, however the heck you say that word. We see that today and we think, oh, that's new age. Like, it's like, stop putting the Holy Spirit in a box. Let him do what he wants to do. If you read Acts 2 where the Holy Spirit is poured out on people and everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're drunk. And Peter's like, no, this is the Holy Spirit. And we've got to stop putting him in a box. And I'm sorry. I mean, I honestly get a little bit angry over it because people just want to have a God in their own image. They don't want to know what it means to be made in his image. They want to know what God looks like in their own image which is, I'm sorry, it's just wrong. Now, there are so many more ways about understanding humility. There's, like I said earlier, there's different roadways you can go down towards, but these are just some that I want to share about my personal life. Sometimes I do these and I feel I have to be so res responsible for other people. Sometimes I feel like I don't do enough. I'm, I, I'm putting a lot of that into prayer and I hope that helps.
There are so many ways we can grow in humility, but God doesn't overflow our to-do list. He overflows our cup. So that is my message for you guys about understanding humility. I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe this is me putting God in a box. Lord, show me if it is. I, I don't see, I, I do not see, I just don't see how God can use an arrogant and a proud heart. I just don't. I guess you can be like, well, how does it, how, do, how does, how does, how does, how do you um talk about Paul on his road to Damascus? <sighs> then, then again, that's where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe my statement is wrong, but I've just seen... I just don't, I don't know. I, you guys, my friend Brandon, I was talking, uh, talking talking on the phone with him a couple weeks ago. Brandon's been one of my most faithful listeners. So Brandon, thank you so much. And I love you so deeply. You have such a special place in my heart. We've had incredible memories together. But what I'm trying to say is I was telling Brandon a couple weeks ago the amazing things the Lord has brought into my life while walking in humility. And I told him I want to see that for other people. And Brandon pretty much said, you want to see to other people because you have seen the blessing it's come through your life. And I literally started not, I mean, I was almost, I was almost yelling saying, oh my gosh, that's spot on. That's it. I just see it, you guys. So wherever you're at, whatever season you're at, I believe that God is sovereign and that you're right where you need to be. I, I challenge you, ask God what it means to walk into humility. It, it might be really hard, but that's where we just come to him and we, and we pour our hearts more. We go, Lord, I need more of this. I need more of your peace. I need more of your presence. You just, there's no shame. There isn't. There's beauty in your repentance to him, to, from pride. Sometimes we can fall into pride, but then that's where we just, we just, we just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Change my heart. Refine me. Open my eyes more. Show me more. He's a relational God. If you read, if you read Job thirty-eight, where God comes to to Job in the eye of the storm, and you see the way God the way God talks to Job, if you don't see that He's a relational God in that chapter, then then, oh, oh, it's time for a change of heart. So, Father, I pray as we close this message, that you would just invigorate great work in people's hearts. Promote humility in our hearts. Help us to enliven our speech. Lord, the things that you're teaching us in this season right now, help us to just let it persevere in our hearts so we can become perfect, lacking in nothing. Um, and uh, just lead us into more humility and more, more of your grace in Jesus' name. I have this one. Uh, during worship, I did feel the Lord tell me he wants to meet. He wants, I, I feel like... He wanted me to read 1 Peter 
two versus... I'm not sure what verses. I'm not sure. It's some, see because I read the message version, so I have my I have my actual Bible open right now. So it says like verses one through three are right here, and verses nine through ten are right here. It doesn't say like one, two, three, four, five, like list by list. So um, I want to. I just want to read this to you. I feel like I feel like some of you listening have maybe gone through some. Um, whether it's physical, emotional, verbal, whatever kind of abuse for being a Christian, I feel like that's something the Lord's putting on my heart. And if you guys did listen to my uh, prophetic word, uh, I, my, the title of it was Prophetic Words for the Body of Christ for 2022, Season 12, Episode uh, episode 126. Um, logically, that's the right number, but on my podcast, it says Episode 6. Um, anyway... I just, okay, I just want to read these verses. I just want to encourage any, any of you that are going through that, I want to encourage you with this. This is Peter saying, they, this, is, this is Peter talking about Jesus. They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. Think about that. What is that, is, is that, what, what, what is, what, what kind of fruit is coming out of Jesus' heart as he does, as he, when he did that here on earth 2,000 years ago? Humility. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. And Paul talks about that in Galatians 5, about living the right way um, and not using your freedom to do whatever you want to do, but by living the right way. His wounds became our healing. You were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. Now you are named and kept for good by the shepherd of your souls. I just want to encourage you with that verse. I've never, I mean, I've glanced over that verse, but I feel like that verse is now kind of stuck in my heart. Um, I just want to encourage you with those who are probably struggling with being persecuted as a Christian. And that was one of my prophetic words that I got for this year. And I know that's hard to hear, but I, I pray that you would find, you would see the beauty through that, through God's eyes. You would open your eyes and open your heart. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see here. Finishing announcements. If you want a prophetic word, please email me. Um, I think I'm going to get off social media pretty soon. Um, for those of you that follow me on social media, just to let you know that. Um, next week, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. We'll probably move on to Proverbs 18, but we'll see. Um, I'm trying to find a new job soon, um, so please pray the Lord directs my steps. Um, if you haven't rated my show on Spotify, please do. If you haven't written me a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. Please be honest. Don't be afraid to be honest. Um, I've come way too far to get offended un, uh, un, unpurposefully. That's the right word. So, um, Thanks for tuning in, guys, to our Understanding Humility episode of Season 12, Episode 129 on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.